When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to the British Royal Fanatic Podcast. I'm Hayden, and I'm an American with a passion for the British Royal Family. Last week, we covered the differences between a style and a title, what they mean, and a general understanding of the quote-unquote hierarchy of them. To follow up, as I hinted at, this week is going to be more about the protocol and how to navigate actually using these titles. Styles and titles are all very formal, and there's a certain song and dance to it so you don't look too foolish, or in worst case scenarios, maybe even embarrass yourself. By the end of this, you should feel a little bit more comfortable not only if you do navigate, but when you watch programming, you'll be able to better understand who's who and what it all means. Of course, if someone you know has a style or title, whether it's a member of the royal family or a peer, take the lead from them. If you're a friend of theirs and they say, hey, refer to me as ABC, or they, if you're with a royal and they say, I'd actually prefer to be called by this instead of my style, take the lead from them. If they greenlight to be addressed by their first name, go for it. You don't want to be rude. But first, let's start with the royal family. So in recent years, things have become a little bit more relaxed in protocol in general. It's become less of a faux pas if you do misstep and you don't become a social pariah if you accidentally do something wrong. The royal family has become significantly more understanding and relaxed when it comes to protocol. Of course, if you do have an interaction of any kind with a member of the British royal family, you will be sent some form of dossier or list of here's the basics, here's how to survive, here's how to navigate. So what do you do? You are being introduced to a member of the British royal family who has a style and a title, and what do you do? How do you refer to them? How do you address them? Well, of course, upon first meeting, you would use their full style. You rarely refer to them as their title. Prime example of this is when you greet whomever's sovereign or the consort, you would refer to them as your majesty or your majesties. In the case of the current queen, you know, you refer to her as your majesty and uh, her consort, Prince Philip, as your royal highness. The rest of the family who does have a style, you would just refer to them as your royal highness. And of course, following that would be a simple bow or curtsy. From then on in the conversation, you would refer to them as sir for the men, or ma'am for the, for the women, and it is ma'am as in ham. From then on, you would navigate the conversation according to them, and of course, take the lead from them. Now, in formal declarations and in social media posts, this is where you will see both the title and the style. The news will be addressed as their royal highnesses, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, or their royal highnesses, the, uh, the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall, or Her Majesty the Queen. From there on, they would use their title. 
One thing I would like to note, and listeners can weigh on, can weigh in on this. If you've noticed in Kensington Palace, Prince William and Catherine, in recent posts, have stopped using their style. Could it be in solidarity with Prince Harry and Meghan, or could it just be that they wanna? drop using their styles in certain situations to feel more relatable. I don't quite know. It's just something I've noticed. But informal messages on social media, formal declarations from the press office, any press briefings, anything in that sense, they will be, you will see their full style and title. And then from there in the rest of the post or in their conversation, they will be using their style to refer back to them. Meaning, you know, an example, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge are going to open this hospital. The Duke will speak about this, and the Duchess will go off and do that. That's a prime example. The British royal family, in referring to a protocol and styles and how to refer to them and how to navigate all of it, is pretty straightforward. The peerage class is a little weird. So there, this is where protocol and when to use the formal, when to use a more conversational, informal, this is where things can get to be a little weird and can sometimes be hard to navigate. And when I was first introduced into this world, I had some general confusion and had to do a little bit more research on my own. Those that have the titles of sir or dame that are gifts sometimes actually don't even use them at all. You see that commonly within actors or those just anywhere in the field of drama, they really don't use them. Um, Examples are Maggie Smith, Judi Dench, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen. When they're on talk shows or any type of formal event, they really don't see it. It's mainly in America when they really love to refer to them as Sir Ian or Dame Maggie Smith. In England, I've rarely seen in the press or in any talk show that they actually use them. With the other titled, there's a certain hierarchy and rules, of course, as one would expect. So starting at the bottom between, well, starting at the bottom between Lord all the way up to Marquis, When it's formal occasions or formal ceremonies, official ceremonies, they will be referred to with their full title. However, in other situations, that is not the case because it can be too too much. It makes things too formal and this isn't a formal occasion. So what do they use instead? Well, they use the simple title of Lord or Lady. Wonderful example of this is the aristocrats and titled peers that own Highclere Castle, which is the setting for the show Downton Abbey, their formal titles are the Earl and Countess of Carnarvon. But in um, in other situations, though, they're more commonly referred to as Lord and Lady Carnarvon. We see that on social media. I've seen it in certain talk shows and informal texts when referring back to Highclere Castle, Lord and Lady Carnarvon. Now, this is where in using the... T- uh, just the titles of Lord and Lady, it can kind of have the hierarchy dissolve away because it is in some ways a great equalizer of all the other titles. But this is done so just to make it easy. It's easier to remember. It's easier to navigate and less faux pas happen if you accidentally put a wrong foot out. It's a way to sort of lessen all that out. Now, of course, from there on, you would refer to them as, you know, your ladyship, your lordship, of course, uh, members of household and other staff, 
would use my lord or my lady in their conversations as well as your lordship or your ladyship. But that's sort of where my general confusion was when I first entered the world. Why is this baron being called lord? I thought his title was a baron. Well, no, that's just how they casually refer to one another. Dukes, however, are really weird. Dukedoms have their own separate protocol in it of themselves. So dukes have a dukes and duchesses have a more commonly used styling with them, and that is grace. So your grace, his grace, her grace, their graces, that is more commonly used. And dukedoms tend to be a little bit more formal and regal, much like the royal family. Um, when it comes to household staff, formal ceremonies, formal occasions, this is where they would be referred to with their style and their title. So, for example, His Grace the Duke of Devonshire. That is an example where you see the style and the title combined in one. And household staff and anybody else in that general area would then refer to him as Your Grace and so on and so forth. Everybody else, even within the title peerage, or anybody like me, who's just an average Joe, when navigating conversations with them, you would simply refer to them back as Duke or Duchess. So, would the Duke like to go over here? Thank you, Duchess. Examples like that. You can, of course, refer to them back as Your Grace, but that's mainly reserved for more formal occasions or with household staff. There's a fun line from Downton Abbey that refers to all of this that uh, the Dowager Countess uses, which is, if you're looking for logic, I wouldn't find it among the English upper class. And in some ways, you can understand that some of these rules can get a little confusing. But there you have it. Not only do you have an easier understanding of where these titles came from, the difference between a style and a title, but also how to navigate socially and how to better track when you're watching shows or documentaries, when you see someone who's first referred to as an earl being called lord, and, you know, why is this prince being referred to as a duke? Where does a style come into play? I hope that this all makes a little bit more sense. Of course, there's many online resources that can outline this in significant more detail than I am doing right now, but I hope that this is just a wonderful little introduction into this royal world as we will continue to explore in further episodes. Thank you for listening and stopping by. Of course, rate, review, subscribe share let me know how i'm doing at british royal fan pod at gmail.com let me know how i'm doing if there's any topics you'd like for me to hit in future episodes i'm very open to any suggestions i post uh, these short little podcasts every monday and thursday have a great rest of your day and i'll see you in the next one